Melissa, you there? Yeah, hi. Hi, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good. I'm kind of outside, so you may hear some birds tweeting. I hope that's okay. Yeah, you're fine. I was actually going to warn you that I'm going to be having to go outside and get in the car and drive during a little bit of this, but we'll make that's it work. Fine. <laughs> the one thing that I will tell you is if you're on your cell phone, you don't want to let the screen go dark because it'll cut out the audio. Okay. So you want to just make sure that your screen stays on and connected to this call. So. Okay, sure. All right. Well, let's get to it. Uh, first off. Melissa, I usually don't ask women this, but I'm going to ask you, how old are you? I'm 52. 52, and you live where? Uh, we live in Evansville, Indiana. Okay. I always, uh, I always like to know where people are because of how much the environment affects us differently. Right. I think it's a very interesting part of this whole thing. Yep. It really um, is. So you've been dealing with TSW for... So I, so I passed the six year mark of my first major Episode. breakout in okay. January, but June 10th will be my six year TSW anniversary. Gotcha. Wow. So you're a, you're a, you're a long timer like me. Yeah. How, how long are you? Um, I, I started in 2015 um technically and uh -huh. then 2017 is where it got real bad wow yeah <laughs> so we've probably um, been bad some of the same years <laughs> yeah yeah i would like to think so um have you had uh any other major medical issues because of this or is it kind of stuck around the skin no, I've had other issues. Um, I mean, now this far in, I know that I know what they're related to now. Right. You know, but in the initial, especially my first couple years, like I like I had MRIs for nerve pain in my legs. Um, just because we didn't like, we didn't know what was happening, but, but now I know that it was definitely, um, just part of those nerve issues that we have. It was definitely TSW related. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's crazy how everybody's affected differently, but in the same way, when it comes to just the generality of the skin and how bad it gets. Right. Which to me, I've always said especially like my pain management team. Cause you know, we get treated like for those of us who sought, you know, medical advice and, or pain management or anything like that, you know, you get treated like you're a drug seeker. Right. And it's real frustrating because I literally had to hospital hop and until I found a hospital that was willing to go, okay, this might not be eczema. Wow. You know? Um, and I can tell you just in Kansas city, I went to St. Luke's, North Kansas City, Liberty, and then you, University of Kansas in one weekend. Oh, my. Because they kept trying to send me home on freaking steroids. And I'm right. like, you guys, this is not the answer. I cannot do it. I won't. Right. Well, if, you, you know, if you're not going to do what we tell you to do, then we don't know what else to tell you. That's always the answer. You know? It is. Yep, it is. And that's yep. the most frustrating part about the medical community to me is that they've just given up. Yeah. 
Well, and they, they don't acknowledge, you know, like, like the reality of what we deal with is that it is horrific. Like horrific is a very appropriate word to explain the weeks and months and years of this that we have to survive. Right. Um, you know, I, so I was treated at Mayo Clinic in 2000 or 2001 and they hospitalized me for four days and gave me wet wrap therapy and gave me steroids. Yes. So for like years and years, I used all those steroids with the thought like this is like, this is what Mayo said. This right. is what Mayo told me to do. Right. Um, you know, so, so now, like, now I know that what Mayo offered me actually prolonged my issue. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but I mean, you know, I mentioned that I first broke out in January, I started having all the symptoms of withdrawal, but I had no idea what it was. Finally, toward the end of February, it just got so bad. I went to urgent care. They put me on the highest dose of orals I had ever been on um, and an injection. <laughs> wow. You know, so then I got diagnosed in March, but the dermatologist also was going to keep me on steroids. And so I had to make the decision independently to go into withdrawal. Yeah, yeah. Well, and see, the the really sad thing is, if you make that independent decision, then you're never going to get there because exactly. they're going to keep you bedded in that cycle. Mm -hmm. And you know, for for people like us, <clears throat> you know, there's obviously something that wasn't dealt with very early on in our lives. Yep, 100%. Instead of dealing with it or looking at it or fucking just leaving it alone. Right. We got steroids. Yep. We got the miracle drug. It made us better. Right. You know, we were able to, I was able to go to school and not get made fun of. Yep. You know, I, I could play in the summertime with my friends and not feel bad and not have to go inside because I was scratching and itching and hating life, you know? Right. So yeah, there's this, there's this allure that it's like the miracle pill, you know, swallow this and you're going to be good to go. Just keep on swallowing it though. Cause if you stop then, whoa. Well, but do yeah. And I mean, I do have to say like my experience was, um, for probably like year, probably year 25 of my life through about year 45, um, I, I would even go sometimes a year or so with no steroids. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I would go for times where my skin was fine. Asthma was fine. Allergies were fine, but then it would hit. And when it hit, the only thing that would take care of it was for me, usually orals and creams. Yep. Um, and you know, the, or the, the orals I got put on this, this last time that February at the urgent care, they put me on descending dosage from 80 milligrams Holy shit! and an injection. 
They weren't messing around. No, they weren't. But like, that's not sustainable. Like, what am I going to do? Just keep going higher and higher and higher. Like it wasn't really an option. Right. Um, but see, and that's the thing though, Melissa, that's the thing. That's the thing that drives me bonkers. When I think back on it all is the fact that no matter what the situation was or how bad it was, if what I was doing wasn't working, they just titrated up to the next exactly most dangerous freaking right. thing you could possibly think of. 100%. When, when those stopped working, then they attacked my home life and I must be doing something different. I must be doing something wrong. Uh-huh. You must be eating something. But then again, I've got my allergist telling me that that doesn't matter. <laughs> right. You, it's, it's a mind fuck. Right. It's just... You know, and then I've got dermatology fighting with allergy, and then dermatology pretty much said, hey, just pick or choose. It's us or them. Well, that's right. That's right. And then you have, like, well-meaning family members who were like, is it your dog? Right, right. Have you tried this? Right? (laughs) Like, can can you take... Uh Uh-oh, Melissa. I think it bottomed out on me. Sorry, sorry. Am I back? Yeah, you're good. Okay. Um, yeah, I just need to remember to move the screen. Um, <laughs> so, you can also so- do it in your settings and just tell the screen not to time out during this, but um, it's no biggie. It, it happens. I, it took me a long time to figure out what was going on because early on it just kept happening, and I'm like, why is this? And then we figured it out when the screen would time out. It was cutting off the audio. And I'm like, no, right. that's all right. Well, I'll just keep my finger on it because that's, not, yeah, you're that's good. not a big deal. So um, I don't. Oh, go go ahead. ahead. No, you go. I was just going to say, I don't, I don't know how many of the people you've interviewed saw Dr. Rappaport, but that was part of my early experience. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I don't know. I think I've, I've talked to one person that saw Dr. Rappaport, um, and she has not had a good experience as of late. Um, okay. There's been a lot of to-do on his page, and he's he's kind of getting fed up with people and the silly right. comments and the, the, the do this and do that, the snake oil salesman, you know? And, right. And I, can't, I there's been some people that he, he kind of called out on social media, and it was quite unprofessional and, and right. Mean, so anyways, I think he let social media get the best of him, but um, I think yeah. that the means well, I think he's got a good, uh, a good philosophy. But then again, you know, um, for me, it's like anybody that's going to tell me the steroids are going to be a part of this to me. It's like, but is it though? Cause this is supposed to be steroid withdrawal and I don't want to go back to something that I haven't put on my skin in five years. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, no way. You know, I haven't even sniffed <laughs> a, a topical steroid, you know? they. Yeah, so I'm with you. It terrifies me. The whole thing scares the shit out of me anymore. Well, you know, it is interesting. I mean, when I saw him, he actually was really helpful for me. This was sure. six years ago. You yeah. Know, he just reassured me that I would survive. Right. And he gave me some things for helping the symptoms, like right, nothing right. steroidal, but just some other meds that would sure. help with the symptoms. 
but you know to the point of what you just said you know uh so i i had a major like anaphylaxis anaphylaxis thing happened about two and a half years ago um you know we were camping at a state park and we still to this day don't know what caused it but you know I I really thought on the way to the hospital that I probably was gonna die oh wow you know not trying to sound dramatic but it it really was moments of like okay so maybe this is just gonna be my story yeah yeah Um, but the first thing I said when I walked in was like, you cannot, like, I can't have any steroid of any form. Right. And the interesting thing is that my husband's like, oh no, like if it was life or death, you would have steroids for sure. And I'm like, uh, we would have to talk about that. Right. Yeah. And it gets to that point where you're like, I would rather die. Right. I don't want to do this again. I know that. You know, it's not like I'm actively trying to kill myself. That's never been a thing, really. No. But the, those thoughts get in your head like, I want this to be over. This 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 ride is not fun anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not at all. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's super scary. It's just... And, you know, we I try to keep a positive outlook, and I, I do a really good job when my kids are home it's when my kids leave for their mother's house that I just get into that like right. weird place of I'm still left up. My skin's still jacked. It's not better is than it, it really. Yeah. I was oh, going to yeah. ask like, how is your, how is your experience going? It's been rough because so I just had my hip replaced. Um, okay. And that's my second hip replacement in three years. Mm. <laughs> um, but in order to do the hip replacement, my skin had to be 100% clear. Oh my. So I had to take prednisone. Mm. It was the only it was the only option because right. the hip had to come out. There was no like this wasn't like a oh, you know, hey doc, um, let's just go ahead and take it. You know, right, like a, an elective thing. Femoral head death. My know, goodness. It, the shit was gonna collapse. So I got forced into taking steroids. And mm-hmm. um I, I titrated down all the way to five milligrams from forty. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a good, um, so I didn't rebound as bad as I have in the past, well, that's but good. still I, I, I suffered from all the psychotic episodes. Right. Um, it definitely sunk me into a much worse depression than I've been in in a long time. Sure. Um, you know, and so, but now I'm back at my baseline and my baseline is not good. It's, 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 I, I can say, I, I'll tell you this mentally. I am so much more well prepared to handle TSW today than I was in 2017 when it hit. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I can get myself up out of bed. I can make my bed. I can clean my room. I can go yeah. outside. I can take my kids to do what they need to do. You know, um, sure. I can be a father. And so to me, that is, I'm like 60%. Right. The skin is 40% at this point because I'm not letting it become something more. Right. But, you know, there are those days where it's rough, you know? Oh, yeah. This is this journey. This, well, <laughs> there's big, <laughs> there was a big to do about the word journey. <laughs> but oh, this really? 
yeah, this, but this is a journey. It's, it's a very long journey. It's, it's, it's a walk through hell and back, you know, that's exact. It's more like a death march where you don't die. That's how I would have put it, but journey just seems to help some people cope. So <laughs> right. We're on a journey and my journey took me to a place where at one point I actively wanted to kill myself. Mm. Um, I really did. Um, I was just at my lowest point. I was bedridden for literally months and months and months, almost to the, to, to, to the tune of two years. Wow. Um, when I was in and out of the hospital every other month with MRSA. And oh, uh, it was just as bad as my life has really ever been. And, you know, sure. knowing my kids were there still didn't help me enough out of that funk. It was just wow. so bad. Um, but, you know, where I'm at today, it's just it's amazing because I, I know that it happened. I know that that I was like that. I know that a part of me turned that way, but I don't remember it. Sure. I've almost blocked out that part of that, you know, just because I don't want to go back there. I don't want right. to know that I can get there, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's part of all of our journey, you know, is just finding that way to unfuck yourself and get back to life. It's, it's a hard thing to say, you know, Brianna does a great job. That chick's a, such a warrior. Yeah, she is. Yeah, but to see someone doing it that way, and you know, you're like, okay, well, if she can do it, I can do it. I mean, right? You know, so I, this community is to me has just been one of the most amazing parts of the process because had I not found you guys when I found you, oh man, oh, oh yeah. I mean, I do you think... remember. Do you remember how alone you felt? When, when you this first started and you did not know what it was and nobody else did and you were just like oh shit oh yeah I mean I remember I remember one morning in particular and I mean again I don't know if this has been your experience but early on even before I was diagnosed I would have burning in the linings of my body so like yeah. the inside of my mouth my eyeballs my sinuses like I would have these weird episodes of really bad burning, you know, idea what that was connected to. And I mean, I've been allergic to everything my whole life, but, but this was different. Like different, these way symptoms different. were so different. And I just remember like, how is it possible that my literal eyeballs are burning and my right. tongue is burning and my throat is burning? Like I haven't even eaten anything today. Right. You know, and like in terms of that leg numbness, part of my one leg, I think the nerves are just damaged. I think it's always going to be numb um, because it's, it's been numb since since year one and yeah. i mean i can still use it and everything but there's this whole chunk of my leg yeah that i only have partial feeling in and i know that it's the tsw yeah yeah and that's you know i think every single one of us in some way or another has dealt with that pain and that all of us have dealt with the nerves oh the zingers man right Ooh. i remember laying in bed and just you, you, a, you can't get comfortable. Uh -uh. You know, you put your face down on the pillow, you pick it up, and it's like peeling skin off of you because of the ooze. Right. 
the insides of your ears are crusting up, your head, right. your neck, shit that shouldn't be the way it is, is that way. And you're just like, uh-huh. well, why? Why? Mm-hmm. I don't get this. I never touched myself with steroids there. I never did anything. But, you know, right. th- that's that's the naivety of it. Like, we all just thought that these what these doctors told us was the get-go. So you're thinking, you know, maybe I'll have a couple areas on my body, you know. Right. But, Instead, we come out looking like a third-degree bird victim, and it's just, it's not fair, man. It sucks. Well, it's not, and I mean, one of my earliest memories I'm waiting for you, Melissa. Brad, I keep getting caught up in what I'm thinking. You're good. <laughs> um, so, so there was this this ointment, Benisone, and my parents would rub it in like the creases of my arms and the creases of my legs, and then they would wrap my arms and legs in Saran wrap for me to sleep oh, yeah. that way. Yeah. And I mean, I remember the smell of that stuff. And I mean, it wasn't my parents' fault. They were doing what the doctors had told them to do. Right. Yep. You know, but. Well. Like, and that was, I was probably eight then. Right. My mom just had a conversation with me a couple months ago. And she was, she finally figured out what the cream was. It was Aristocort. Okay. And they gave us vats of that when I was a kid. Yes. And it almost looked like colloidal silver. Like, it was a real just, like, weird-looking cream. I can remember it was, like, very shiny. Okay. But from the time I was six months old till, Jesus, I don't even know how long, honestly. Wow. I got, I got doused in that from head to toe. Right. You know, so I never stood a chance. Right. I never stood a chance. This something was going to happen to me whether I liked it or not. Right. It was just a matter of when. And going back to your point earlier, it's freaking weird how I went so many years throughout high school, my 20s, even into my early 30s, where my skin would be perfectly fine. I didn't touch steroids. I had them in my drawer. Yep. But I never put them on. And then all of a sudden, one day, your, your body's just like, oh, yeah, by the way, nope, no more. Exactly. Yep. I don't understand it. I don't understand it, how it happens and why it happens that way. But I don't know. Yeah. I I don't either. Yeah, it is. I think that, I think that, you know, what you said about uh, the isolation of it is just an important factor. You know, um, I mean, when I found the community, it made such a difference to me. And when I saw Dr. Rappaport that same day, a kid came in who was better, who had been through it. And then a little girl came in that I'm actually still in touch with her. She's in high school now. Oh, and wow. we're still friends. That's um, awesome. You know, after just just the validation of knowing I wasn't alone when I had felt so incredibly alone. Yeah. You know, that, that made a big difference. That's it. That's just, I mean, I, I'll never forget the hospital stay I had in Miami. Um, 
my ex fiance just fucking left me stranded down there for nine days. And I was so sick and so covered in, I mean, I've got pictures I put on, on the site before. I mean, you can find them if you really looked, but yeah, I mean, it was bad. (laughs) And, uh, I laid in that hospital room and I just, I was, I've never been more alone in my entire life. And I was so confused by what, because I'd already been to the hospital several times prior to this and they kept telling me the same thing. And then, you know, when you're in a hospital bed for nine days, I don't know if you ever have been, but it fucking sucks. Yeah. It's, it's a very long, slow process because you don't sleep they come in every couple hours and they got to do something right and so it's like all you have time for is your thoughts yeah that's it and there's a lot of time and so you tend to start drowning in the negative more so than the positive of anything because you know you're just in your own shit Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the nature of what we deal with, it's so invasive. It's so agonizing for so long. And it affects all the systems of our body. Yeah. You know, I mean, I went years, I went years where even in the dead of winter, I could not wear a long sleeve. I had, I had at least a year in the beginning that I couldn't sleep in our bed Like, my nerve pain was so bad that I slept out on the couch for probably a year. You know, we would cover the couch with a sheet so I could vacuum it every day. Um, You know, I'd fall asleep around 1 or 2 a.m. I'd wake up at 6 or 7. You know, we had to curtail my work schedule. I mean, really, there wasn't an area of my life that it didn't impact. Sure, yeah. It, 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 it literally hits every facet. Yeah. Um, I, I went, I went from running a multi-million dollar restaurant overnight to being disabled. Wow. I, I lost everything. My goodness. I lost my 401k, my savings, every, everything was gone. And, and I didn't get my first check from disability for six months. Wow. And it took four months just to get that. So, I mean, almost a year I went without pay. And the whole time I was still paying my ex-fiance a lot of money when I had the kids three quarters of the time throughout this process as well. Yeah. It's so, yeah, it's, (laughs) I had to, in a lot of ways, come out of my shit. Maybe I really would have had to. If I didn't sure. have kids, but because of my kids, there's at one point the choice was very clear: is I'm going to lay in this bed and get up and take care of my family. Right. There was no other answer, you know, and I, I wasn't going to wait for a doctor to tell me to start living my life because right. they're not going to do that. Yep. You know, they're going to try to keep you handcuffed, and it's I'm not trying to say that doctors are inherently bad people. I think most doctors are good people and they have good intentions but i think i think they're so stuck in their roots right willing to advance their science that i think that people are doomed when it comes to this i don't think that they're ever going to stop yeah 
Well, I think it's going to have to take a lot more than what's out there. I mean, I'm glad at least now that awareness is beginning to come more into play. You oh, know, 100%. But, yeah. but when we started, like, there was so little awareness. And even now, it's still kind of a drop in the bucket, but at least yeah. we've got something. You know, at least we're being heard at some of the dermatology tables, at yeah. some of the eczema tables. At least now we begin to have a hearing, you know. And I appreciate you doing this because... Like, like we need to hear one another's stories. Well, and that's what I always said when I was, you know, for me, staring at that computer all day and looking at the pictures and seeing, there was a lot of PTSD brought up for me. So it was like, it was very hard oh, yeah. for me to stay on the site and continue right. to contribute in any kind of meaningful way. Right. So then one day I was talking to my mom's friend, Gabe, and he was like, man, you should start a podcast. And I was like all right yeah shit let's do it <laughs> so yeah. i did and it's been a lot of fun for me and it's also it's been very it's uh informative for me i, I learn things from you all and i take things away from you all every time i talk and it's it's very helpful to me and i think it's very helpful for the community you just need to hear somebody else's empathy through voice and not have right. to decipher how you're coming across via page, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and that's one of the things you had mentioned, I think a little bit ago is like, um, I, I still have parts of the last six years that I really can't go back to yet. Um, I do, I do have like, a kind of time-lapse set of pictures that I take to any new physician um, just so that they can see with their own eyes what I've been through right? Um, and so that they can see how much better I am now even though I have lots of scarring you know my skin is better than it was many of the last six years yeah. Um, you know, so I, I do try to spread some awareness, even just in my area. Yeah. But there yeah. are there are pieces of the last six years that I I'm not sure when I'll be ready to, to revisit it, you know. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's um, that's just that's like I was saying uh, with with the, the mental and emotional side of this thing is so it's so big. It's not like the skin wasn't enough, you know? Right. It's not like the pain of the skin wasn't enough, but then we have to deal with that, that mental aspect where, you know, I've always, I've always been uh, in that depressive bipolar realm. Um, but man, it, this, this took it into overdrive. Um, sure. Now I'm every kind of D you can be. It's weird. You know, my, <laughs> when, yeah. when I look at my chart, I'm like, should I be committed or you guys, you guys will be walking around the street? Cause I don't know. You're starting to scare me. Shit. You know, <laughs> Gracious. it's just, it's, it's like the skin wasn't enough and you try to explain your situation to people and it's almost frustrating to try to do. Right. Cause you're like, I can't hit everything. That this is, I just can't, you know, yeah. and I, if I do, then I sound like I'm, I'm a victim. Right. You know, and I, or like I'm living that life and I'm, I'm really not. I'm just when somebody asks, I explain it. And then like, oh, 
that sounds really bad. <laughs> right. So yeah. it's, uh, it is, it's very frustrating. So, and again, with this podcast, another thing that I was trying to do off that lonely feeling and try to get in while people are young, you know, so they don't have to go two years, three years right. before they get that like aha moment, you know? Yes. Um, well, but I, I think that they, go ahead. I, I just, I really do hope that more medical professionals begin to see it and acknowledge it and be able to see the signs of it. You know, it really is a unique disorder, you know, even in terms of like how our skin swells and weeps and the lines we get, you know, around hands and feet. I mean, Uh it's a unique, it's a unique disorder. And I hope that doctors will pay attention so that right. they know it when they see it. Right. Well, I mean, Jesus, they made a motion picture about Benjamin Button. Can we get a little love over here? You know? I know, right. We're wrinkled up people, too. We want to talk. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> no, right. but, you know, Cecilia French did an amazing job with Skin on Fire. I mean, how, how like, wonderfully vulnerable she was. And to put herself yes. out there like that and... and to show people what this is about and then to see that it hit 10,000 views is just amazing. It's yeah, uh, that's awesome. It, it really is. And then of, of course, Brianna with, with her, uh, um, these people, right. you all just amaze me. It really, you know, it's just amazing how much resilience we have. Um, it's, it's just crazy because I've never met a tougher group of people. And that's not to say I say that a lot, and then I have to. You're not tough. You're going through cancer, but I mean, I don't know. I just I feel like the, this group of people is just some of the toughest, most resilient, most amazing, wonderfully sound people I've ever met, and it's just it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know a lot of you. Um, I know people all over the world. It's insane. Yeah. The most lovely, lovely people you could ever come across, and it's just so unfair. That the way that it does. Well, it really is. And, you know, I think that, I think that deep suffering, I do think that it creates something good in us if we allow it to. Sure. Um, you know, it, it helps me carry the suffering of others better because I know what that's like to be in a very deep darkness, you know? Um, and, and so like, I, you know, as I've gotten better little by little, the last, especially probably the last year and a half or so, um, I've tried to look for, you know, like what is coming out of this? What, how has this changed me for the better? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, and I do think that it has carved a deeper place in me to be able to understand the suffering of others, you know, cause, cause what we learn is not what you learn through a book. <laughs> right. Absolutely. You know, we learn it by literally surviving moment to moment to minute, hour to hour. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's taken, see, and that's, the th- I've gr- I grew up in AA. Okay, my mom's been sober for 34 years going on. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's an amazing woman. Um, she's She's been pivotal in my recovery. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have recovered. 
plain and simple. Sure. I probably, I, I, um, but like you're talking about just being so much more empathetic after this, it's, it's crazy because I had to deal with my daughter going through TSW at the same time I was. Oh, wow. And it was a lot less abrasive on her, but it still took its toll. I mean, right. We're talking about behavioral issues. I mean, there's, there's a ton of shit that came along with hers. Sure. Um, and I'm, so I'm doing that at the same time that I'm doing mine. And um, I think that I became, I don't know. I think this has made me a much better father. Um, I was already a good dad prior to this. Yeah. I love my kid. My daughter turned my life around, gave me, I don't know what she gave me, but my heart was like, the, it was like the Grinch. It just boop, boop, boop. It just blew up. <laughs> I didn't know I could love something or somebody that much. I didn't know it was possible. Right. And then my son came along and it was just like, he's the best kid I've ever met in my entire, the kid has the biggest heart. He's never thrown himself on the floor and had a tantrum. He's, I mean, if you couldn't figure out what was wrong with that kid when he was a baby, you didn't belong around babies. Right. He was just such an easy kid. Aww. And they gave me this, they gave me the strength to get up and keep going. But through this process, I've become much more empathetic to people as a whole. Sure. Um, and, and I do see that it's a lot easier for me because of the suffering I've been through to identify and be there for other people that have gone through something equally as fucked up. Just right. Plan, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely when it comes to growth, we, we have to grow a lot as people to get through this and to stay, uh, just stay the course, you know, because it can be so, for me at least, it can be so easy to like want to go for that snake oil salesman and just, right. sure, I'm going to try it because didn't we all try everything at some point, you know? Right. Yep. We went, you went down a pro I'm, pr I'm pretty sure you probably went down a rabbit hole too. Oh Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that has been, I think that has been one of the hardest pieces of it, just in different times, in different seasons, is, you know, reading about this particular, you know, this person took this and it just made all the difference, or this person juiced celery and it made all right. the difference, and, yeah. you know, it, it's a weird line to walk between... Um, like being hopeful and not letting your hopes be dashed when something doesn't work as well as it might work for someone else. Well, and yeah, and it's, it's heartbreaking because my mom and I spent quite a bit of money on Dr. Olivia Friedman and I'm not trying to put her, throw it under the bus, but sure. Those herbs didn't do anything for me. In fact, they exacerbated it. You know, right. That's what I've been trying to tell everybody through this podcast as well. Is like, it's okay to be hopeful and it's okay to try things, but don't be that hopeful because, right? There's like a seventy-five, eighty percent chance that shit ain't gonna work. Exactly. And you're gonna waste some money and you're gonna be depressed and pissed off when it happens. But, yep. Just be comfortable with time. You have yep. to get comfortable with time. Yeah. And I mean that's. that's that's a hard fucking thing to come to, to, to terms with, you know? I mean, you're like, time? What? How much time? We don't know. 
Well, and I have to do credit. I do have to credit Dr. Rappaport about that. For me, his time prediction wasn't accurate. Like what he predicted was a much smaller time than I've had to endure this. But at the same time, he did very much say time Time. is what's going to heal. Yep. Like, like. Like, I know you want to rush it. I'm so sorry for how terrible it is. But time is the best thing. Yep. And I mean, in my I experience, get the diamonds. it's been true. Well, that's been time, true. It, it's, it is, it's, it's scary how accurate he is when it comes to that. Because I think if any of us look back at year one... You can't. There's no way to look look at yourself now and go at least thirty. Right. Yeah. Then I'm not in and out of the hospital with MRSA. I'm not victim every day. I might flake. Like I have to sweep my today just so I don't gross myself out and I'm not walking around on. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It sucks. It's gross. It it it's, it makes me. You know, I'm constantly when I'm out around people, I'm I'm always worried about my flaking and if it's on my shirt. And I have to like, it's just there's there's those constant. It's 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 literally living post traumatic stress all the time. Yeah, it is. It's it's and it's a hard thing to explain to people when they ask me about it. Like, how do you have PTSD? And I'm like, I mean, I got my finger amputated. I have two rods in each one of my legs that are metal. Wow. This is not okay. I'm 38. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not normal. This is not hereditary. This is not supposed to happen. Right. It was preventable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I harbor some anger. I yep. harbor some thoughts of, you know, maybe wanting to just, like, go back in time and smack the shit out of the first doctor that said it was okay. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Or this the same asshole that told me that it was okay to put it on my eyes. Right. Yep. On my face. Like, is out. How yep. absolutely negligent is that? Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating because I've had doctors ask me before, well, did you did you read the pamphlet? Well, no. You know what? I did now, and it still says you're an asshole because it still says you're not supposed to put it on thin skin. Right. Yeah. So, so what, now what? Now where are you going to go? Now it's going to be yeah. environmental or now it's going to be you need to see there's it's just it's like when they run out of things to say, they just push you off onto somebody else. Yeah. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 a lot. <laughs> well, it is. And I mean, I think for me, you know, just I think accepting like accepting my my body and accepting my skin where it is now. Yes. Um, you know, like the damage that TSW has done to my skin. Um, I mean, I, I I look a good chunk older than I actually am. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my hands look about like the hands of a 70 year old. Oh, mine. Mine are too. You know, but you know what? Like, to me, these are my battle scars. I mean, I have persevered. And 
the only people who really understand like outside of God himself are the other warriors who have lived through this also. Yep. You know, so I've had to kind of make peace with, you know, the wrinkles under my eyes are so deep. They crisscross each other and look like a tic-tac-toe board. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but it is what it is. Like, I can't change it. You know, God forbid, am I going to seek any kind of medical help to try to make myself look younger? (laughs) Right. Nobody's getting near me with any kind of cream or exactly ever. Exactly. Like most people are scared of clowns and like midgets and shit. (laughs) Not me. No. Right. No. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. You know, and I had to come to that realization. Like I could still be mad and I could still, I could still, you know, go out and be an advocate for us and speak my mind and speak it loud and, I tell these doctors how it is, you know, I mean, I fire them now. They don't get to fire me. Oh yeah. No, that's not how this shit works, guys. Sorry. You work for me. You you all forgot that along the way. Right. You know, some, some of, some of them did. And and it's, that's the, that's the disconnect that I hate. But I did, I did have to come to that realization. Like this is just where I'm at with my skin and yeah. So I can lay in bed and feel sorry for myself because I'm on disability. I don't have to do shit if I don't want to. Yeah. Like the government's already said, dude, you're done. So, but what kind of life is that? Right. Yeah. What, what, who, God doesn't want that for me. My kids don't want that for me. Sure. You know, so yeah, it, it sucks. It's rough. Boo hoo. Get over it, Sally. That's where I'm at with myself, you know, and I hope to God that everybody that listens to this podcast or listens to any of them, uh, can come to that realization sooner than later, you know, so you don't get stuck in the same pit that right. I did for so long. Yeah. Because it's a deep, dark hole. And once you get there, it's hard to climb out. And right. there's people, there's people out there doing it alone. And that, that, holy shit, that is the winner for me. You're like, you're the roughest, right. toughest warrior out there. If you're doing this alone, because I could have done it. I just don't think I could have done it. Well, yeah, I mean, the nature of it, you know, um, I mean, I, yeah, I look back at parts of it and I just, I, you know, my husband and my family and people who were dear to us, who were, you know, like faith is a big part of my life and, and there were people praying for me. And when I look back, horrific as it was, I really think that, that that's part of what kept me from being, like, ready to harm myself. Right. You know, I mean, and I don't like, like, I don't say that easily because, you know, part of, I think part of what's unique about what we deal with is, you ever heard, I mean, and this was years ago, but some someone likened it to um like heroin withdrawal process yeah yeah except months and years of that with no break (laughs) yeah yep in fact um my mom told me through a lot of this i looked like a heroin addict and my mom would know because she was a dope addict you know she spent a lot of time in treatment back in the day and 
Yeah. I, 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 I myself went through crack addiction in high school and had to go to treatment for 30 days. Sure. And I saw a lot of people going through withdrawal and it, you, it's, a, it's like hitting the nail on the head because of the, the body zingers that you get and the nerve pain and the right everything you're switching all the time and itching all the time. And it's like, yep. I had a lady, um, at the gas station once, uh, a couple of years ago, I got brave and went down to my corner store to get some stuff and I walk in I'm paying and she's standing like to the caddy corner of me and she uh, actually verbalized this and she said uh, meth is a hell of a drug is what she she said wow. out loud and I have never been I've never been a guy that got his feelings hurt really like I could take some right shit. I'm, I'm a ginger I'm I, with asthma eczema right. and allergies man yeah you know like I got the dumb. trifecta yeah yeah so I had to grow up with thick skin, you know, people called right. me alligator boy and all kinds of dumb shit, you know, and yep. I just fired back, but this one cut deep. Yeah. Cause I was just not in a good spot. And just, it, you know, when people say, would say like, Oh, it's not that bad. Or I don't even see it. You're, you, you only see it because it's on you and you look at yourself all the time. I love when people say that because I know that they're trying to make me feel better about this condition, but they are so full of shit right. when they say that to you because you would have to be Helen Keller to not see, smell, or hear our shit crackling. Right, yep. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, probably <laughs> two years, two years ago, I went into church one morning and I literally had a friend of mine say, I did not recognize you. Yeah. You looked... You looked so different, so much better. I had to take a double take because I didn't know it was you. Wow. I was like, oh, you know, and on Facebook, like memories from past years come up. Uh That is rough. I had one come up the other day of some family holiday like three years ago. And I mean, I'm sitting there next to my sister-in-law. I'm swollen. I'm bright red. You know, I mean, it's just like stuff like that can be like even just saying it, I feel it in my gut. Yeah. You know, some of that can still be really triggering. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Um, And I and again, I, I when people ask me, I am not shy. I don't I don't back off this condition. I don't I'm such a big advocate for us now. I talk and I tell everybody who will listen. Right. I really do. But you're absolutely right. I pull up these old pictures. Um, I have a, a Google Drive saved, and it's called Our Journey, funny enough. Yeah. Uh, and it's got me and my kids on the cover, but it's my big old swollen red face. Right. And um, I'd gotten up to 215 pounds at my heaviest. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it was like almost 220 at one point. Um, I was 135 all through high school. Yep. I'm not a 215-pounder. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't know what your experience, but a big part of mine was, um, I probably put on 40 pounds total. Um, I've lost about half of that, but like there was, there were so many times that the only thing that soothed my body at all was ice cream. Yeah. That was ice cold. Or I'm kind of odd. I could never take baths. Like baths were very uncomfortable for me. So I would just sit in the shower. Yes. Yep. 
you know, and I would have doctors and everybody say, oh, don't shower. Not good for you. I'm like, it's helping me keep my sanity. So, yes, I'm yeah. going to shower three times a day because because feeling that water run over my skin was one of the only things that would soothe it. That's exactly right. And only for as long as the water was on, like the yep. second that stopped and I yep. had to deal with getting out yep. and either moisturizing or, or not, not moisturizing, yep. Yep. you know, I mean, it was two bad choices, which was less bad. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that, that is, that is the thing. Like when you're going through the deepest, darkest part of this, like you just pick the lesser of two evils. Like exactly. Um, I, I now de- I've dealt with, so the avascular necrosis that took my hips, I have uh, degenerative discs, uh, osteopene vertebrae, and I lost wow. three teeth recently. Um, so I don't have any molars on the right side. I have to go get implants. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, my vision went to shit, so I had to get glasses. I mean, this disease has taken everything that it right. could possibly take from me. Right. Um, and it's like, I'm, I will say for whatever reason, God wants me here. Cause I've survived sepsis three times, staff scalded skin twice. Wow. Um, MRSA 17 times. I've had MSA, MSSA 13 times. My goodness. So, um, so there's a reason I'm still kicking. Yep. You know, um, so I guess maybe this is it. It's just putting the word out and just being who I can be for my kids. And yeah, I'm perfectly okay with the life that I live right now. I really am. I actually have never been happier than I am right now today. Well, I'm really glad to hear you say that. And I do believe that the resilience we gain having survived this um, I, I had a, a difficult situation come up three or four months ago where it got really, really hard. And I remember at one point just thinking to myself, like, this really isn't that big of a deal. I've survived TSW. Yeah. You know, a little, I mean, not like, not in a prideful way, but a little bit like, I mean, come at me, bro. Because right. Yeah. I've, I've survived something so much worse than this situation. Yep. Um, you know, but, but I do think, I, I think that, I think one of the things that's been hard, hard recently, and I mean, you didn't ask me this, I'm just volunteering it, but, you know, like navigating this reality of, like for a long time, I, I have carried hope that I would become healthier than I've ever been. Like with the steroids out of my system, I'm just going to be super healthy. Yeah. You know, the last time I saw my allergist who is very supportive of TSW and very helpful, you know, he, he just made some comment about managing my disease you know, and it just, it just was hard. Like, I think that's one of the hard things I'm dealing with right now is, am I better than I was in my worst years? Definitely. Hands down for sure. But also, 
am I just somehow magically without any medical or allergy issues at all? Not on your life. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You know, so I still find myself in a place of trying to balance hopefulness with still having to care for myself. Yeah. And, you know, that balance. And this is, again, I'll only say that I'm speaking for me personally. This is what I found most recently. Um, because I, I, I don't, I don't know if you've listened to my most recent podcast, but I've, I've been dealt a hand since Christmas. My, my niece passed away over the Christmas break. She was, she was struck by a drunk driver and, uh, she was on life support for 11 days. And then we had to pull the plug because she just, she was brain dead. And so we had to do that. I came home Christmas Eve to my kid to get my kids from my ex. And, uh, my son had a 102.5 fever. So he'd gotten COVID. Then he gave me COVID. So I had COVID from New Year's Day till February 1st. Oh, no. And that kicked the shit out of me. Um, it wasn't, I wasn't hospitalized. I got by with actually, for an asthmatic with COPD who smokes, I got away right. pretty light. You know what I mean? Like, wow. I, I, I had to bless my lucky stars that I, I survived sure. COVID too. So, um, but, um, and then after that, um, I had to do this hip replacement and then I come off my hip replacement. Entire household, my mother, my nephew, and both of my kids get influenza. So oh I'm now taking God. care of my entire family on a bum hip that just got busted up. Oh, wow. So it's been like a, it's been a very trying four or five months. You know right. what I mean? Like very trying. And then on top of that, I'm having to take prednisone. And I just realized but I had to go back to that AA thing. It's one. And you know what? Right. Even, even, even shorter than that, it's one moment at a time because we are yep. all six minutes away from death. Yeah. Yeah. And I, if I live my life thinking about whether or not I'm going to have allergies tomorrow or I'm going to, whatever, if I live my life that way, then I'm going to live my life the way that I used to. And I don't want to live that life. Anymore. Right. That's exactly right. So yeah, I, mean, um, I think being present in the moment helps yeah. me, you know, yeah. and like, like what you said, like, like don't borrow trouble from tomorrow. I'm going to do the best I can today, you know, and tomorrow will come. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, you know, but that whole idea of trying to do things that help with my resilience, you know, trying to remember the bigger picture that I have come through an awful lot. And even if, even if others don't see it, that's okay. I mean, yeah, you know, I see it and I know that it's there and, um, yeah, so yeah, I think and, I think it it's good for us to have encouragement from one another. Yes, it is. It it, it really is, and it's also good, for, especially for me, to be put in check sometimes because sometimes it takes one of the uh, one of my fellows like you that have have been going through this shit for a long time to go, hey, Josh, you know, you're sounding like you're a little angry. Like, just bring. It- just to put me in check because sometimes I do, I get a little bit crazy. I get a little bit wound up. Sure. Sometimes it's hard not to, you know, and right. I want to, I want exactly. to, I want, I want so for everybody else to avoid 
had to go through. And yeah, fortunately yeah. enough for me, I wise I got wise to this bullshit, so I didn't put it on my. You know, once once I figured it out, I sat putting it on my daughter. She went through her right. Note. My son had eczema from birth till now. It's burning out. Good. Um, so, you know, I stopped the cycle in my family. I'm just trying to help others. You yeah. know, I'm trying to help others across whatever platforms I can to just even. And I, I, I so wish I, I could get this on a bigger, uh, a stretch of, of, of people because I think there's so many people out there that I've helped. Um, just in half- sure barbershops. Um, you know, and somebody's like, oh, well, my niece has eczema. And I'm like, then fucking tell them to stop. <laughs> right. Exactly. And then I've because seen those people you know that- after. Go ahead. I was just going to say, because, I mean, you know that what they're being told to do is the steroids. Absolutely. That's know, the or- only, because that's the only thing that they're going to tell them where they start. Right. Yeah. That's the. Well, in, in my experience, you know, like I had mentioned my allergist, like he, he would like me to entertain the idea of the Dupixent, but he says, like, I'm not going to force anything on you. I just want you to know what's out there, you know, and I told him, like, I appreciate that, but I'm not about to take something else that I might have to be on my whole life that also has side effects. I had to have um, surgeries on both eyes, like in year two, because of how it had affected my corneas, Um, you know, and so I can't wear contacts. And I mean, thankfully, I do better now. But, you know, I'm not like, like, this is kind of the devil I know kind of thing, you know, I don't want something number one, that could put me back into withdrawal or number two, just that would have other weirdo symptoms that I, that I don't want to also entertain. (laughs) Right. For sure. No, I agree. And it's just, you have to be your own advocate. Yep. You have to be your own advocate. And if you can't advocate for yourself, you have to have somebody that can advocate for you because They're so quick to just throw it back in your face and tell you that you're being negligent to your own self and you're not doing what they want you to do. Right. I hate that whole narrative. I do too. And that's one of the things that I'm proud of all of us who have persevered is I do feel like I'm living proof that time is what heals. Yeah. Yep. You know, it has taken forever and I'm still not all the way <laughs> healed, but I'm so much better even than I was a year ago. Yeah. Yep. You know, so I do believe that healing happens. It's just a long, hard road. It's just not linear. You know, everybody's different. Yeah. Everybody's different. So you just have to be patient and you have to, when you're, when you're in that moment where you feel like it's all hit that it's peak and you can't take anymore get back on the form and just message somebody there's always somebody that's willing to talk i am right right anybody anywhere can always hit me up most times a day because i'm a hell of an insomniac thanks to this right uh, <laughs> but oh, yeah. uh melissa i hate to cut this short but i do have to i gotta walk into work now yeah well thanks go. for thanks for talking
No, I, you know, I really appreciate it. I'm sorry I wasn't able to get on yesterday. Um, but I tell you, it's like I, like I said, these things just, they do more for me than they do for you. I promise you that. Well, thanks for all that you're doing and take care and, and we'll be in touch. Sounds good, Melissa. You take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.